0: Welcome to Ubaldi Reports. This presidential election is one for the ages, and pundits will be debating and dissecting this election for years to come. But right now, we're gonna not really going to get into the presidential election. The one thing we are going to discuss is how did Hillary Clinton get classified information onto her private email? Now, the reason we were going to hit this topic, and we're not going to get into the political dynamics of it or the legal dynamics, I just think there's a lot of misinformation how and what is classified items. How did, one, how did classified information get into an unclass or a private email account? So we're going to go over all that today. Now, first of all, what is fact? We do know that Hillary Clinton, while she was Secretary of State, used a private server and a private email account to conduct all government business. We also know that the State Department never assigned her any electronic devices. That means Blackberries, um, computer, iPads, any of the like. She was never assigned any electronic devices for use while she was Secretary of State, which is kind of unprecedented because how would she conduct business if she didn't have electronic devices? Second of all, the other thing we do know is that there were no inspector generals assigned to the State Department. Now, an inspector general acts as an arbiter to make sure there's no malfeasance, there's no corruption, there's no scandal. Everything is going according to the law. Now, the president appoints a, um, a special um, a, um, excuse me, an, an inspector general again, a, a president. Uh, appoints Inspector General, and they are confirmed by the Senate. Now, right now, the Intelligence Inspector General, who was appointed by President Obama and uh, confirmed by then uh, Harry Reid, who was the uh, speak the majority leader of the Senate prior to the Republicans taking over in 2015, they confirmed this Inspector General, and he did report that some of the most sensitive of Americans. Secrets were found in Clinton's email, and it was under a system called Special Access Program. And the State Department released some emails on Friday, but they couldn't release 22 of these. And the State Department couldn't release them because the intelligence community said, do not release those. They have the most sensitive of U.S. secrets. Also, today, the inspector general in the intelligence community have stated that even these are now defined operational aspects dealing with US intelligence, so they definitely cannot be released. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. But first the one thing I want to let my listeners know. You can't spill you can't spill classified material into an unclassed system accidentally or through negligence. Let me repeat that again and I'll explain this as I go deeper into this podcast. You cannot Spill classified material into an unclassed system, either accidentally or through mere negligence. Now, there's different levels of classification. Everybody basically has unclassified. This is anybody can review this material. And then there's confidential, secret, top secret. And then there's that special program or compartmental aspect of top secret, which is special access program were only very few in the federal government have access. The Inspector General, the intelligence community did not have access. The FBI did not have access. Neither did the ranking and chairman of the various committees of Congress, especially the intelligence community, did not have access. Because of this, the Inspector General and the FBI had to be read in to make sure they were Uh, meet the criteria, but they had to be read in because of what they needed to do with this investigation. Now, right now, the FBI is investigating. They're not investigating Hillary Clinton per se, but they're investigating how classified material was handled by her and her, her staff. And again, because she had a private server with a private email account, not on the government domain that was kept in her private residence at home. Now, also, again, the the basic three classifications we have to worry about is is confidential, secret, and top secret. And I'm going to go into this is how they're kept, how they're classified, and how, just so the listeners can get an idea, how classified information could have potentially got into her private email account. Now, first of all, in the military and in the intelligence community and throughout the government – There's something called Nippernet. That is unclassed. That is something that you have at home that you would have at your work. This is unclassed information. Anybody can have access. You don't need a special security clearance to review unclassified documents under the Nippernet. Now, the type of paper involved in this when you print something out or copy something is white. And there's a significant behind that I'll go into a little bit later when you we start to move or move some of these documents. Then there's the SIPRNET. SIPRNET is where all secret um, items, secret intelligence, secret documents are kept. And that paper is red. So if you want to print something out, it has to be on a red paper to distinguish that from unclassified, which is white. Then there is JWix. JWix is where your top secret information is kept. And that paper is yellow. Also, under Top Secret, that goes back to that special access program. It's a special program that's compartmentalized under Top Secret that to access that, you have to have a special code to get in there. You can't just accidentally stumble into it. It doesn't work like that. You have to have a special code, and only those who had access to that information would have had that code. Now, to let my listeners know... You can't give that code to somebody else. If somebody has a top secret clearance, that doesn't mean they can review all top secret documents. All of this is d- done by a need to know basis. Now to get these clearance, you got to go through the background check. You have the reason to go back through a background check. And let's just assume everybody has the resident information to review these particular types of, of documents. But when you go through the the training to receive this type of information, this is a, a periodic review that goes over and over again. Everybody knows this because anytime you deal with classified documents, they really are stringent on how they how this is done. So there's no reason why anybody who had this wouldn't have known all these procedures. Now we get into the accessing of classified material. Any classified documents or material is kept in something they call a SCIF, which stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. Now, to go into a SCIF, you have to go through, you know, obviously a secure door or entryway in there, and there's always a guard there. But before you enter that SCIF, you have to remove all electronic devices, Blackberries, iPads, nothing that has a memory card can be brought in. And there's a reason for that. Because years ago, you had a cell phone. They didn't have cameras. Well, now cell phones have cameras. They have listening devices. And these devices can potentially be hacked. And those who are hacking can listen to any of the conversations. So all those devices have to be left outside in a little box that you can lock up. And then you pick it up when you you leave. So if you want to access this material, you have to go into this SCIF to review the material and do what business you have to do, review what you have to do, make some documents, email from there, and then you go um, do what you have to do. But also to remember on each of these systems, the NipperNet, which is your own class, the SipperNet, which is secret, and the JWix is top secret. All three of these operate off a different um, server. The servers do not connect. You cannot email something from a secret to a Nippernet. Each of them have their own email address. So if you're in a government position, you would have a Nippernet email account. You would have a Sippernet email account. And if you had this type of clearance, you would have had a JWix email account for to review and send Information um, across the server. So if I wanted to inform, um, email something that had a top secret annotated on the email and I'm sending it to somebody else who had the same classification, top secret, you can do that. But it's only from top secret to top secret, secret to secret, and unclassified to unclassified. There is no other way to move those items to the to let's like, say a top secret to a secret or secret to an unclass. The only way to do that is you would have had to download it to a thumb drive, a CD or a DVD and then move it into, let's say the in this case for Hillary Clinton, an unclassified system. Now, to do that, you also have to go through some type of training. If you download something from a from a secret server or secret system, you can download it to a DVD or CD, but you have to get permission to do that. There's like when I was in Afghanistan, I was involved with secret items. I was in charge of downloading, making sure that we could do this to a secret um, CD or DVD. But I had to get permission. To download this particular item, and you you couldn't it couldn't be in a bulk download, much like what Bradley Manning did when he downloaded all that information and then put it out, and it got into the WikiLeaks's hands. So you can't do that. But once, let's just say you had the authorization to do that. Once it goes, let's say you're on a, a secret side, you downloaded it to a DVD or a CD, you have to put a red marking on it, to, so everybody knows that that is a secret. DVD. But that item cannot leave the SCIF. You have to secure it. Even in the SCIF, it has to be secured in a secured manner. Now, there are procedures to move um, classified documents outside of the skiff for transport. And there's a procedures for doing that. And you have to be trained and auth- authorized to be, be able to do that. It's the same thing like if you have to mail something You can use the post, I believe you can use the post office or um, I think it's just only the U.S. post office. And there's a certain handling procedure to do that. So, again, there's no other way, going back to the first part, is to spill classified material into an unclassified system accidentally or through mere negligence. Now, once you're in the skiff. There's a, there's a multitude of signs all over of how to handle classified documents. And if you have questions, everyone does, you can ask somebody, how do I do this, how do I do that, and there's procedures in place. So if anybody's in the SCIF, there's no, you can't use the idea, well, I didn't know. That doesn't fly because you're always signing documents saying how you would handle classified documents. Now, every year, this, uh, every January, the military – goes through training and it's an online training course for the marine corps it was marine net and they teach they tell you how to handle classified material how to access classified material how to dispose of classified material and how to move classified material and i'm and it's it's, it's the same thing for our federal employees who deal with this level there's a certain way to handle this and there's a certain way to dispose of this and they and they they teach you in this training now for the disposable of classified material going back to what I said for nipper net where the unclass is white paper that's dispose of it like in the trash or recycle or shred it but once you get into the classified realm like for secret that's red paper you can only dispose of that in a pre-described secret disposal um, area so if you have a class um, Let's say you had a red document which annotates being secret. You want to shred it. You go to the the, the shredder. that has a secret label on. It. That's only shredding secret documents. Then once the bin is filled, you have to disp- you have to dispose of it from there. There's another prescribed way what to do with that secret shredding. So there's all these mechanisms for each level. So going back to the original point, of how did classified information get into her private email account, that's what the FBI is looking at right now to determine how did it get there, who sent it to her, and then did she or her aides send stuff out? So how was it sent and received to those at the State Department? That's what the FBI is investigating now, and we should have some type of answer in the next, by spring at least, but... That's what they're looking at. This has nothing to do with Benghazi. This has everything to do with this handling of classified material. Now, going back, let's say you want to download classified material. Like I said, you can use a CD or a DVD. You cannot use a thumb drive. Thumb drives were outlawed a few years ago when I um, when there was, was an – there was a thought that the Russians had put a virus onto, in the system. So if it got onto a thumb drive and you put it into a, a, um, a server that has a network, a virus would go out. So they banned thumb drives from ever doing that. So you cannot use a thumb drive. But if we, when we were able to, you still had to have a marking on that thumb drive. Now you have the DVDs and the CDs are the only thing that you can Download that particular type of um, information. Now, when you're in the SCIF, this is something we've been hearing about is the, um, the markings. When you're, before I get to that point, when you send an email out, you have to put a classification on it, whether it's secret or top secret or whatever. And then there's the classification, who is able to read that. Now, I'm not going to go into the actual verbiage because it's a little cumbersome, but basically... You can send it only for USIs, only for their key allies, and then you can distribute it to a wider audience. So who has visibility? Who's able to read that particular email? But while you're in the SCIF, and this goes back to the comments that were made that weren't classified at the time. When you're in the SCIF, if you're in a secret area that's designated a classified area, if you take notes on a notebook, that notebook then becomes classified. Whether it has the markings on it or not, that book becomes classified. Now, typically, if that notebook is classified, you te- tend to put a classified marking so everybody knows that that's a classified notebook. But whether it has the markings on it or not, if you're in and taking notes, that notebook cannot come out of the skiff, and it has to be handled appropriately. And if you have to dispose of that notebook, you have to dispose of that in a, in a manner prescribed for that classification. So if you have a secret classification, you can only dispose of that in a secret disposal area or, or the shredding and the disposal from that. And that's the same thing with top secret and on the way up. And that's the same thing with copiers, printers. And I know we mentioned shredders. If you need to copy something, you can only copy it at a secret printer. And you can only copy it at a secret copier. You cannot mix the three. If you had something top secret, you cannot do it on a secret compartmental type device. It has to be a prescribed secret system or a top secret system. And the removal of classified items, going back to what I said a little bit earlier, there's a method to do that, but you have to do it in a prescribed manner. And it has to, and only you have to be a courier who's designated and trained to be able to move classified documents. So anybody can't just say, well, I got the clearance. I'm going to move this outside the skip. You can't do that. You have to be prescribed and designated as a, a courier to move classified markings. Now, just because classified material does not somehow become unclassified simply because it's no longer marked, it doesn't work like that. If somebody sent me classified documents in a not prescribed manner, it's up to me to let them know that and report them that this is not being done according to guidelines and according to government um, handling of classified documents. So really the only way, and this is something the FBI is going to have to look at, the only way for classified material to get to an unclassified system It can't be done through negligence or it's accidental. It doesn't work like that. There's no way for something that was top secret or secret to be on an unclass system. The only way you can't even cut and paste it into another email. The only way that could happen is somebody would have to look at one system and type it to the unclass system. If there's an attachment sent, from one server, let's say from secret to secret, the only way attachments can find itself to an unclass system, somebody would have had to download it and then bring it over. And if you take a secret document and an attachment, a DVD or CD, and put it into an unclass system, that is a violation of federal handling of classified documents. Now, this is what the FBI is looking at now. Now what they're looking at is how was classified documents sent and received? Who sent them and received them? How did one person send or receive classified documents? Did the other aides and staff members of the State Department, when Secretary Clinton worked there, what was their access? Did they have the proper training? Did they have the clearance to be able to review or send or receive classified material. How did they handle and receive classified materials? How did they move classified materials? And then there, this one particular program, special access program, that's only for very, very few people of the federal uh, government. And like I said, members of Congress do not have this particular access. Just because you have access to top secret doesn't mean you can share that with everybody around you. You're, that's for you. And if you have top secret clearance or secret clearance, you only view what is necessary to do your function of your job. Now, the requirement or the um, the situation now that they're finding out that in the system of the special access program that Secretary Clinton had, they found emails with this on her private server. And also it was reported today by Fox News, Washington Post, and others, they're finding out that this special access program had operational items on it that put that detailed American intelligence or operatives. So that's something they're looking at here. Now, the question becomes how did something that had special access um, program end up in an unclassed system? So the question becomes is, how did it get there? Who took it from that one system, top secret, and move it to the unclass system? How was that done? Who gave the authorization to do that? That's something the FBI is going to have to look at. Did some of her aides do something? That's also going to have to be looked at. So there's a lot of un- unanswered questions. And from somebody who's been in the military for 30 years, these are very serious, serious charges that are being leveled and being investigated. Now, this is not a partisan attack like some want to make it out to be. The inspector general for the intelligence community was appointed by Barack Obama and confirmed by then the Democratic-controlled Senate. So it's not a partisan issue. This is a very, very serious matter. And to wave it away with a sleight of hand, does disservice to those in the intelligence and in the military community who would be held accountable. Like if this was me, I would have been lost my clearance, court-martialed, and most likely would have seen jail time for doing even half of what is being alleged. So these are things that need to be looked at and they should be looked at because these are the most sensitive um, intelligence documents in the United States. And it puts a lot of our Operatives in danger, our military in danger, and then our national security of this country in danger because even Robert Gates believes that that's, um her private server probably was hacked. If they're hacking, trying to hack in the Pentagon a hundred thousand times a day, and the CIA director Brennan, he had his personal email hacked. Who's to say she didn't have hers? So this is something. That's, it's going to be an issue for the next couple of months. But I just wanted to explain to everybody how this system of classification works in the military. Now, if you have any more questions regarding this subject, let me know. You can check on Stitcher and iTunes. Also, if you have the opportunity, please check out my book, The New Business Brigade, Why um, Businesses Need to Hire Veterans, and keep continuing on looking at Ubaldi Reports, and we'll talk to you later.